0: luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care Welcome to the Battlefield Show, I am Scott Gibson, your Commander-in-Chief, guiding you through the battlefield of life, you know what you're here for, no more messing about, stick the tape in, hit the track, onwards! episode 23 how we doing team back once again back once again back once again the uh, the amount of live DJ sets I've seen since Quantum began is <laughs> unreal Mal uh, Maloka Lee uh, famous uh, aka Cheeky Mal aka your Uncle M, um, was showing me some videos of Carl Cox the uh, famous DJ, Mr Carl Cox. Uh, <laughs> there's a wee video of him just showing you him planting out you veg garden. Just quite happy, you know. He's like, this is my, my beans and my broccoli. And I'm watching it and I'm going, this cunt's going slowly mad. As all of us are. So I hope you're well, hope you're safe. As is now the standard greeting. Um, or departure for anyone, you know. It used to be, all the best, take care. Maybe you would stretch that far, whereas now it's stay safe. Hey, stay safe, mate. All right. Stay safe. And off we pop. But um, I hope you're well. We are, I don't know, is this week three of lockdown? I do not know. I can't even remember anymore. All, every day is merging into one and... It's making it worse because the weather is nice. I have a, a window here in Battlefield HQ, Stroke, the back bedroom, and uh, the weather is fucking beautiful, beautiful. When it uh, the other day, walk the wee man, and it's uh, it, sm- it smells like holidays. You know that smell, like you get in Spain, or or any other holiday destination, where it's just that kind of warmth in the air, it fucking smelled like spade mate, I was like, no fucking way man, so I think it's the fact, that we're all, I was going to say the fact, that we're all stuck inside, right, but we're clearly not stuck inside, because we've seen the fucking videos, now, I've spoken about it before, and I'm not going to get, this episode, is not going to be all coronavirus, because I'm sick to the fucking back teeth yet. we'll touch on it slightly, but, even again at the weekend, right? They they cunts on the beach having the barbecue. Do you see that? I think I, I want to I say Brighton, right? But it could have been elsewhere. And the police goes up and fills his <laughs> fills his helmet with water. Said so it unto the bishop. He filled his helmet with water and then flung it on the barbecue. And the look in their faces, if like, oh my god, did that policeman just put put out our barbecue? Like why? It's, it's vegan sausages. Why is this happening to us, man? and then he just shoes them on. I don't know how many times I need to say it. Now, I am, I would never endorse violence. I would never say that people should go out and be violent to one another. I I never, I would never endorse the state to be violent. But we're gonna have to fucking pick some cunt and make an example of them. Now, you're telling me if that has been filmed live and the policeman goes and puts a wee bit of water over the barbecue, right, the conversation's going to be, did you see any arseholes having a bloody barbecue? God, what are people like? No, if that policeman had gone up and put one in the chest of the guy and one in his head as his wife lies screaming, holding his lifeless cops suddenly people might have went, maybe we shouldn't be going at this. I mean, maybe even don't go that far. Cut the rubber bullets. They fucking sandbag things. What about the... The fucking, the water cannons. Remember years ago, partly the Scottish government bought water cannons after the Germans. What, the f- what happened to them? Eh? Where'd they go to? There's some cunt down in Greenock, fucking selling a high pressure car wash. Brings a tank in. And the water cannon. Where you at here, number four? Wow, okay, washing polish, here we go. Just fucking puts their windies in. I Maybe mean, that's how they need to start dispersing crowds, right? None of this driving through a park with a mega going, everybody get home and listen, this is part of your sanctioned exercise. Just get through a park with a water cannon. You know? <laughs> Fucking, it's time you up the ante, man. I love a good riot video as much as the next, man. I, imagine, you know, sitting down. You've got to watch the news because you you need to try and decipher the bullshit from the actual factual news that comes through now, right? Even on the BBC, who's meant to be the the people's broadcaster, you know? You've still got to watch that, absorb it, and then go, right, how much of that is actual news? About three and a half minutes of a one-hour programme. The rest is just propaganda bullshit. But how nice would it be in the last five minutes in the news every night they went, okay, folks, and to cheer us all up during quarantine, here's today's water cannon videos. And it's just a montage of cunts getting fucking leathered with high pressure water cannons. Put blue dye in it, yellow dye, pink, pick a colour, I don't give a fuck. Right? Pick a colour, fill it with dye, and just absolutely, I mean, fucking leather cunts. Well, a water cannon and then you could go live to them being interviewed and you could ask them what they were doing out is their fucking head to toe looking like a smurf I, I, I only went to get two bottles of Prosecco you know and I couldn't fucking come in the corner in a tank They I thought Morag that's a fucking tank next minute we know two is a look like smurfs I think it's time to up the ante man I think it's time to you know I can't start telling this a bit more serious you know I hope you's are doing all right though. It's hard man, it's hard being at home. Now most of the time I work from home. Work from home anyway. So I'm used to being in the house. Even the day when I was out with the dog, I was like I mean, it's a beautiful day, right? And I'm going, God, I no, I'm stuck inside in quarantine." But what would I what would I have been doing and if this was just a normal day, I would have been going over some notes maybe prepping for gigs at the weekend and I'm saying to myself I could have taken him for a big walk and we probably would have done that but the likelihood is I would have been at the desk doing some work sending emails chasing invoices doing the usual stuff you know so how much of it's changed I I imagine a lot of your lives are different I imagine there's a lot of people who've been forced to spend time with their loved ones that they've probably never spent so much time with their partner before they were fucking married you know this is the other thing people going See, when we come out the gym, when we come out the gym, when we come out of quarantine, everybody's going to be buff. No, no everybody's going to be a fat bastard, right? Everybody's going to need, like, a week of prep to get themselves prepared to go back out of the real world. That's what's going to happen. Guns are going to need to get haircuts, beard, this, I mean, this beard's getting fucking ridiculous, man. You know, it's wild. I've decided, but I'm not trimming it until until quarantine's over. So, it'll be easy talk by the end of this. I tell you one thing is going to be in high demand after quarantine. Divorce lawyers—that's <laughs> going to be the thing. There's going to be a cure in the block for divorce lawyers. <laughs> I can't stand one minute with that bastard. Think, think about it logically. People are there's probably people just now, within this last month, who probably have spent as much time with their, with their other half and their kids as they would do in like six months, maybe even a year. I mean, there are, there are people who, they just don't see their family, you know, they're, maybe they're working two jobs, men and women, grafting away, and there could be people who are delighted that I can't get, believe I'm getting to spend so much time with their kids, and spend so much time with my partner, and maybe they're rethinking really about it, going, when well, this is over, man, I'm going to need to look for a new job, I can't keep doing this, and I don't want to be away from for this length of time, and there's also people going, like, I need to fake my own death. If I've got to look at these fucking bastards one more minute, I will fucking top myself. <laughs> the reason the reason why we're, I think, are all right with it is because we are, we're no millennials, right? Well, yes, I am. I think I'm technically a millennial because I I was born 84 and grew up in the 90s. I think that technically makes me a millennial. But I could not be further from a millennial if you fucking tried we grew up in a time when children were not, they weren't like toys that people have now. Do you know what I mean? Like when people have, have now when people have kids, it's like they post videos of them singing songs or doing wee dances, and that, that wasn't us. I mean, obviously there was no function to do that then, but the, the social media of, my generation growing up as a, as a baby, would have been face to face, would have been more social than media, you know, but there was never an occasion where, your mum and dad would be having a house party or something like that, and the kids were brought down to entertain, them. But no, you were, you were hidden, people, there would have been people who, who had kids, but the children were never seen, you know, all of a sudden a 25 year old would appear, and go, oh, off no, I've never seen you in my life, son. There were people that they were like two, three, four kids and their friends had never seen them. They just assumed they were looked after or, on, or locked down upstairs. That whole thing growing up it was the same as children should be seen and not heard. I right? that was the same. Seen and not heard. You know? Ah, oh, I can see you. I'm the fuck off. Mum, can I go and get the fuck but the bad man's got Margaret- Shut your fucking mouth. There was I was a very functional system for painting back then. Right, a very very functional. Okay? They must be fed, they must be clothed, they must be watered, they must be housed. Okay? And then the rest of it, you fucking fill down the blanks yourself. None of this. We've got to get them extra critical activities, we've got to get them doing this, we've got to get them doing that, you know. Planning their diets for them. Uh, now, I get it now that, you know, we've grown as a, as a as a country, as a group of people, we understand more, you know, we understand things that we should and shouldn't be doing with Wayne's. but what I'm saying is this situation we're in now is easier for my generation because we are used to just being in a fucking room by ourselves. You know, school holidays. We weren't getting fucking... It's not America, man. You're not getting sent on camps for six weeks. If you were lucky, you had a grandparent that lived in the arsehole of nowhere, right? Where you get fucked off to the highlands for seven weeks. Or... You were just fucking free to roam. Free to roam. And on the days and the situation where you couldn't roam, you'd be in your house, building a fort in the room. You know, getting out the fucking toys, eh? Creating some kind of fucking world scenario where Spider-Man's been captured by fucking one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you've got to use the Batman beauty. I don't know, but what I'm saying is we had the ability to sit and create these worlds. You know? Now I'm seeing posts with people going like, I don't know what to do with the wings man. They're going mad. They're, they're, they're no use to this. Tell the cunt to shut the fuck up. Eh? How's, how's about that? How's about you just tell your when you look them dead in the eye and you just say, shut the fuck up? What a shock that would be to their system. All these people posting pictures, videos of them doing jigsaws. Let's get retro with the wins. Give the cunt a colour in book. There you go, mate. Dad, can I get your card so I can download Hannah's uh, fucking points for the PlayStation and the Xbox? Here's a colour in book, wee man. Three pencils. Get to fuck. The, lock- the lockdown thing is... I think it's starting to get to people because we've not got an end date. That's what it is. We don't know when it's going to end. And that's what's getting to me. I've given up the concept of work now (laughs) in the sense of I am missing stand-up comedy more than I can can explain, man. I love it. It's... I, I feel very lucky in the sense that I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not anywhere near the level of my career where I wanted to be, you know, if you can call it a fucking career, I am eternally grateful for those who come out and, and watch the shows but, you know, we need we need more people man, we need more money, we need to be fucking, no struggling to get by on certain months, you know, we want to be in a, in a more comfortable position but even all the kind of hardship and the struggle that goes with it and the constant bullshit that you deal with in a creative industry, I fucking love it man. You know, when it comes to just being on stage and gigging, I I fucking love it. There's nothing better. And I I know confidently now that this is what I was meant to do in my life, you know. And like I said, I am lucky that I'm one of those people who has found the thing that, you know, they're good at or they're meant to do. I hope maybe that's what comes through this situation as well, is that people start to discover kind of things that they Want to do with their life, and maybe this teaches us that the stuff that we thought was important isn't they? that important after all, you know. Stand up's brilliant, man. It's nothing better. See when you see when you're on a bill with like a good bunch of people and you get to travel for a wee bit, you're away with your pals, you're sitting and a drink. I can remember a cut of days been doing in, in Cardiff, man. I, I love Cardiff, it's just a, it's a great gig, man. It's good for, for Scottish acts as well. They're just just lads, man, you know, just Glasgow. Cardiff, Belfast, all the same, Manchester a little bit, but it start, Manchester's starting to get a bit fucking up its own arse and, and thinks it's, you know, London 2.0, Newcastle, Newcastle, Cardiff, Belfast and Glasgow, that's probably the four or the other three that's as close to gigging in Glasgow as you'll get, and even things like I can remember going and sitting I was only uh, one weekend with a guy, Phil Gerrard, who you need to check out, man, if you, if you don't know him. He's an amazing guy. He's putting a very good, very, very dry, very funny series up on his Facebook page. That, uh, I think it's on his YouTube channel as well, Phil Gerrard. And uh, he's basically just talking you through a painting that he's doing. It's fuck it's fucking brilliant, man. It's just fucking brilliant. He's a very clever man, very funny man, and a nice guy. And we just sat one day, uh, actually, I did this very nice, kind of Saturday afternoon. Came out of the apartments and just had a couple of beers and a beer garden and before we know it, it's like two hours to the show and both of us are fucking steaming. <laughs> both of us were fucking steaming. So we just kept drinking and then turned up at a cake. <laughs> Things like that, man. It doesn't happen that often, but it's nice, you know. I've had them before and I've been in a green room and, and the weird thing is even when you're only friends, there's still that competitive nature there because it's a it's a sport, this is why I call this the battlefield show, you know, and and I, and I refer to gigs and, and and stages as the battlefield because it's there's a there's a combative nature to stand up, you know. It's the mentality of it's, it's you versus them. It's a little bit different when you're doing tour shows because people are coming out to see you specifically. But when you're going to do club work and no one really knows you, there is a there is a battle there. You know, you're trying to win them over and and you know get to them before they get to you. And if you very rarely you get heckled, but if you do get heckled, then you need to, you know, you need to be ready to fucking fight back. I mean, that, that, again, that's just my take on it, my style. There's probably a lot of comics that would completely disagree with you, but I would say that they're shite. So, why would you spend your time and money listening to those assholes? But we had a gig once, and I think it was in Glasgow. It was myself, Gavin Webster was on. I think even Big Gary might have been on as well. And basically, it was just a really tough, it was a really tough night. And every time that one of us went out, you know, you would you would come back in again, and you'd be like, fucking hell, man, that was that was brutal, you know, and all the boys would rip the piss at you, and then the next stack's going to go up, right, and then in their head they're going, right, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to nail this, man, you know, I'll smash this. And then the next stack came back, and he was like, fucking hell, man, I never tell, and I remember Gavin Webster was headlining, he was on last, and I remember Gav standing up and just going, right, boys, right, you're all down, fucking deal with this situation and out uh, he went and then literally when he, he walked back in after he said it just went, they were fucking brutal man you know we're absolutely pissing ourselves man but it's just the fact that we're all we're all in this together you know and you can't really explain the experience it feels from the other side because oddly if you're doing club work over and over again you, you can get in a very repetitive nature I'm i'm quite lucky in that because i do stories, a lot of my material is kind of big chunks so I turn it over quite quickly but when you're you're sitting you know, it can get boring running out the same stuff all the time that's why you do a show every year so you get new material and a new tour show so for us the the experience is different than an audience because for us it's the backstage bit, it's the build up before it, that's you know, the drinks after it that's our night, that's the banter so, I don't know when we're going to get back to gigging again, man. A couple of people have asked about doing some live stuff and I don't know how I feel about doing stand-up like, like this because you 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 need a, you know, you, you need a live audience to feel it. and some of the stuff I've watched, it's fucking painful, man. Right? You know, I've, I've watched friends do some live stand-up things and it's fucking painful, man, to watch. And um, I suppose my thing's always been trying to put something out there that you're, you're proud of rather than just putting something out for the sake of it. That's why it took us so long to start doing this, you know, and that's why the, the, the Patreon episodes that come out on a Friday, I'm trying to find ways to make them a little bit different, you know, or offer some different things rather than just doing another episode chat like this. So there's a lot of, you know, it's a lot that goes through your head to try and get it together. I'm thinking about the idea of maybe recording some some stories maybe me doing some bits to camera kind of some more kind of long form storytelling uh, taking some of the stand up bits and maybe stretching them out slightly but again I don't know how that would work you know And I, I, I think a lot of it would be setting because uh, if we were to sit and do it like we, we filmed the podcast and do it here I think that would be odd you know um, so I don't know it, it is in the back of my mind I do want to do something um. so you know let me know if you if you if that's kind of thing you're, you're after and uh, we can maybe try and put something together Um. but like i said thank you very much indeed and i'll just say this now um at the start everybody who's signed up to patreon man your patrons are fucking legends um but let's grow these numbers right let's get them up there um New Patreon episode comes out every Friday, um, last week's episode was a, a great one, thanks everybody who got in touch, comment on it, it was a show that Harry, Dyer and myself did at last year's Fringe Festival, so that was one of the recordings from that, and it was it was nice, man. it was good to listen back to it, it was a good laugh, and that kind of got me as well, because I'm thinking, fuck, we're not going to get a chance to do that at the Fringe this year, you know. Those of you who don't know, the Fringe is now cancelled, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for, for this year. Um... There's there's a bit of talk of, if things are are more relaxed near the time of August, maybe some local acts or some Scottish acts, putting some things on and doing like a a mini fringe or a a reduced fringe or something like that, I don't know how that would work, I don't know what it would be, Um, I just hope to God we're back gigging again in in July and August, I really do man, Um, but even then, you know, like I've said before, it's the fear of what did... Are people going to rush back out to, to live entertainment again? I don't know, man. I don't know. But it, it's upsetting that the Fringe is cancelled because that's, that's a huge part of our, our year and our calendar. And it's almost the start of our year, really, for comics. That's where we would go and, and get the show nice and tight to to take on the road, you know. And um, tour dates are getting booked in for for 2021. Uh, I'm going to be touring again. Hopefully, for fuck's sake, we're back normal service uh, at the start of next year but right now we're going to be touring January, February, March and those dates um, are going to be extended into April and May I think as well um, and I'm going to be doing a big kind of launch on all those dates um, at the start of August. Um, things were planned to coincide with the, with the Fringe um, but obviously that's not going to go ahead now so if you, if you want to come and see me next year, and, hey, why wouldn't you, you know? I'm going to be on fucking top form by then, anyway. Um, website, man, Um Tour dates will be good up there, like I said, end of July, start of August, a big press launch, and there'll be a new web design, everything, man. So we're we'll getting a big push on that for, for next year. Um, but in the meantime, get on the website and join the mailing list. It's the best way to hear about some stuff. And, and if things like I said, relax, um, between now and August, then believe me, we'll be fucking, we'll be back We're punting our stories man, rattling the tin, but like I was saying, I'm getting fucking totally distracted here, um, if you're listening to this, and you enjoy the, the podcast, and you'd like to get the extra stuff, um, that the Patreons get, Patreon only, then, please do consider signing up, it's a great way to support the show, and support myself in what is a fucking brutal situation. Um, So go to the website or go to patreon.com forward slash bigscottgibson. You can sign up there for as little as $5. Um, Stuff that's been up before, we've had extra podcast episodes, interviews, a podcast with me and Harriet Dyer, our live recording for The Fringe Show. There is an album for me that's going up there very soon as well for Patreon only every single Friday. A brand new episode drops on Patreon, so consider... Subscribing to that, yeah, bastards. Just do it, man. Just do it if you're listening to this. Fucking do it. And if you're listening to this and you're going, I can't, mate. I'm fucking, I'm not even on 80% of my wage. I've got nothing. Well, fucking get a party subscribe on your behalf. Share the podcast. Let's grow the numbers, man. Right? One thing that I saw was there's been a guy in China, right? China. Um he's built, like, a fucking pod for his baby, right? Now, the only way I can describe it is, you've probably seen these videos, like, women, It's no, its not always women, Scott, come on, but, but women and gay men, right, they have, like, a backpack, that's got, like, a bubble cut out the front of it, so they can take their cat for a walk, right? Have you seen this? Right, so if you imagine that, if you imagine that backpack, we like the perspex front so they can take the cat out for a walk. So the cat can be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Here's it. Here's the thing. I'm I'm learning. We've got Eric right. Fucking shout out to Eric, Eric Obabenko, my cat, aka the cunt, one year old. Had his first birthday in isolation. Um. I'm learning that it's not like a tour manager, right? I can pick the tour manager up like a sack of potatoes. I can cuddle him in. I can position him. I can kiss him uh, on the lips, right? And everything's fine. I, I'm trying to do the same with the cat because the cat thinks he's a dog. can cat's spent enough time with a dog. We got him when he was a, a, a wee kitten, you know? Went to the jail. We're like, we're here to rescue a cat. They gave the cat away to somebody else. Clerical error, right? And they're like, listen, we've got a kitten that's come in. The fucking Moz deed. Uh, it's only six weeks old, we're having to hand read it, and we're like, oh my God, and he jumped out the cage, went into the arms, and the next thing we know, he's at home fucking ripping up my leather sofa, right, so that's where we're at. But, I'm trying to pick Eric up to hear him the love that I give to the manager, you know, obviously know the same, but, you know, partial love, and he's fucking, yeah, I can't, yeah, fuck I cannot imagine what, my cat would be like if I took him outside in one of these bags. Now I know that in people's heads that they probably think it's cute and it's funny and it's whimsy and it's hipstery, and they're probably walking about normal life. People are like, oh my god, look at the cat inside her backpack! Aren't they such a cool person? See the ones that are in the adverts. That cat's probably drugged up to its fucking tits. That cat is full of catmen. That cat is fucking dial. They've got that cat in a shoebox for eighteen hours before it goes in the bag, just smoking fat meaty joints, blowing smoke, hot boxing the cat so the cat's fucking it is absolute nut, and then they stick it inside a capsule and walk it about. In the last video, the image you get when the cat's kind of that's when it's starting to fucking heavy come down, going fuck him inside a bubble. You don't you don't take cats. Uh, right now, we've all maybe seen people who take cats out on a lead, right, I used to live in, uh, near Kilmacom, and there was a woman there who used to walk her cat on a lead, but she was single, and she was lonely, right, there's a, there's a reason, no, you don't see people walking a cat and go, oh, there's a perfectly normal, sensible person walking a cat, that's a, that's a cry for help, if you see someone walking a cat, that they're saying, I don't have the strength to contact a medical professional about my mental health, someone please step in. We've, we've got to be aware of the signs. So I thought, if I was to put my cat in one of these things, I'd basically walk ten feet, I'd hear a small contained explosion, I, I'd turn the, the bag around, and the whole front would just be covered in shite, right, as the cat had fucking blown up inside it. So if you imagine that kind of backpack, and he's turned it around the front, so the bubble's facing him, right? Right. And he's built like a harness on the side of it so he can hang it around his neck if you imagine you ever seen like a sound engineer on a film right where they've got the boom pole and they've got like a box sitting like that around their waist right that's pretty much where it's sitting sticks the way in it it's got some kind of ventilator system on the back right which i think is like one of these handheld air dryers or something and it basically circulates clean air through a filter into the fucking pod right now if that isn't bad enough he's put a hole in it and he's basically sellotaped a marigold inside it so he can put his horn in and touch the wane through his fucking rubber glove and I'm watching this going one why that's the big question and two what the fuck is wrong with people is this the Chinese equivalent of like a DIY dad is that what this is you know, because why? Why are you having to build incubators for your babies to take them out? Is this is this a now a, a, a subtle way of the Chinese dropping his hints as to what we can expect on the phase two of the coronavirus? Because they're fucking telling us bugger all about phase one. Should we all be watching Instagram adverts for the products that are coming for China and going, uh, right? We're going to have to start. Stacking our trainers up inside these plastic boxes. I don't know why I don't know why, but it's something to do with coronavirus. Everything that they're selling on Instagram, plastic boxes to put your shoes in, right? Storage boxes. You know? Some kind of incubator for your wains. Everything seems to be all about putting things away, keeping it all. Clean and secure. I saw a thing the other day for a fucking a UV cleaner for your phone, like a fucking coffin. Put your phone in, and it fucking cleans it with UV filters. What? So the video is just this cunt of his wife walking about with a fucking fattest little Chinese baby I've ever seen in my life, mashed in this incubator. And he's just sitting in the back going, "Yeah, I had to build this. Obviously, it's Glasgow accent. It's not good, but about we'll this the way and keep it and safe. Why is it not safe, mate?" Don't know if that's the next thing. I mean, these are some are some dads that are like that, you know. When it's like, "Dad, can we get a hamster? And, and we need to get a cage. What's sure the cage then It's about fifteen quid. Oh, your dad builds a cage, and then he spends two hundred pound in wood and builds this fucking hamster emporium bigger than the house. So they got one hamster. Can he find the bastard? Lost in there for days. Sixty pound a month on hay to fucking kit out hamster emporium. The Wayne's getting my fucking flashlight and a bit of cheese. Stevie, Stevie, check the annex, daddy's no doing here. <laughs> Why was that a thing, man? When fucking Dad's used to build hutches and cages for the Wayne's pets, scared the money. <laughs> is that was this a, was this a thing growing up? But this is how. You know, like, obviously, as, as generations move on, men know how to become better fathers. Was that the thing that was passed down then? Don't hit your wife unless you have to. And if the way to asks for anything, you build it out of wood, and that will connect you to the child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, I'll try and find the video, because that boy putting his way inside the fucking incubator is, is unreal, man. Honest to God. It's, it's more the size of the fucking baby. What? Is it Koreans? I mean, this boy's Chinese, right? And it, it, it obviously, as you know, Korea is a completely different place in China. But I think it's Korean women, small petite. Most Asian women are small and petite. But Korean babies are like fucking Buddhas, man. I follow a, a chef, David Chang, who some of you may have heard of. ...does Ugly Delicious amongst other things on Netflix... ...he's got some good shows man... ...and him, he's got a wee boy called Hugo... ...good name for a Wayne... Uh, ...his wife, a wee tiny slender uh, woman... ...and this Wayne is it's like me... ...this Wayne's about my size... ...without a beard... ...he's a fucking unit... ...an absolute fucking unit... ...and every time I see him I just think... ...that woman must be... ...she must be like half a used tube of toothpaste... ...top half perfectly fine... The bottom she just get wee fucking rubbery legs. How how she gave birth to that thing is, is medically beyond my capabilities of understanding. He's a fucking unit of a wing. That's that's the other thing is the, whenever people go, how big was the baby? See if it's anything over eight pound. You're like she was fucking ripped, from ear hole to arse I know once a friend of mine had a ten and a half pound baby, and I was like, is she dead? <laughs> are, are they now dead? No, she's uh, she's up and she's fine. She's fine? Can you imagine? I know that we talk about, you know, men and women in childbirth and things like that, and we can agree that, yes, I imagine childbirth is, is slightly uncomfortable, ladies, right? i would go as far as that. Can you imagine the hysteria amongst men if we shat out a £10.5 melon? Can you imagine just going to, having like really brutal stomach pains for a couple of months and then going out to the toilet and shiting out a £10.5 melon. I like, I want a fucking blue Peter badge, I don't want to pay council tax for five years, and I want a, a, my name on fucking Soccer AM. Oh my god! But he's the fattest baby I've ever seen in my life. I'll try and find the video, man. It's fucking, it's fucking great. Um, there was two things that I saw. Actually, the missus told me about this, and I, I couldn't believe it. And then when I I was fucking killing myself laughing at So Kyle Walker, Manchester City footballer. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm laughing now before I even told you because some of you may even have heard the story. I'm just I'm just thinking his face, man, because he had to go, on, he had to go and let him do a fucking an apology video. Long story short, Kyle Walker, a single man, a single man, a single young man, a single young millionaire, Manchester City football player, who let's probably say um, borderline education. We'll go, we'll go that far not that that has any to do with his actions um, you know but he uh, basically Kyle Walker and his wisdom uh, in quarantine bored you know as you do uh, Horny, hey, as we all are orders orders is order the, the correct term request the company of two uh, young courtesans uh, two sex workers <laughs> it's greedy if you're asking me uh, two two sex workers to the house um, to to maybe you know play some Scrabble uh, enjoy a glass of wine uh, entertain for the evening right and uh, this is on quarantine right so he gets he's selling the soapy bubbles and uh, he's got to fucking go online and apologise for his actions no <laughs> first of all two is is stretching it right. You're stretching yourself. No, I am not an athlete. I'm far from it. I imagine the fitness levels of a professional uh, elite footballer uh, may be slightly higher than my current uh, resting weight. But two two uh, sex workers, you're, you're, you're pushing yourself there, Mr Walker. Um, what if you pull a hamstring? Eh? <laughs> what if you pull a hammy in your threesome? How do you explain that? To the team doctor, eh, he can't even come out and see you, he's quarantined, you know he's got that, put some ice on it put some ice on your boys, and camera's on. just have a wank man just have a wank you know, he's sitting in the house on quarantine, yes I'm Kyle Walker, I'm fucking beautiful young black guy, I'm a millionaire, you know on the fucking phone, send to your finest run. pronto, the guys like it's on quarantine mate, can't tell him to come in the back door, eh, that's what she said and then they go, get caught <laughs> no, I don't I don't have a I don't have a problem with um Kyle Walker or anybody uh indulging in the, the, the fruits of um you know of, of, of uh of a sex worker. I don't think there's a problem with it at all. I think uh, men and women should be free to do whatever the fuck they want. But maybe no, maybe no. When there's a national lockdown on, you know, maybe that's when you go, "Hey, let's just let's just rein it in a bit." And I, I imagine if Kyle Walker has has got two ladies taking over the house, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw put a punt out there and say this isn't the first time he's maybe called this agency or ladies direct. That's what I'm gonna say. So maybe you should have been a bit more self aware. And said, I'm just gonna go upstairs, I'm gonna batter on Pornhub, and I'm gonna wag myself into oblivion. That's what I'm gonna do. But he's went, no, fuck it, man. Eh? I'll make sure they wash their horns when they get in the house, and I'll make sure I wash them down before they leave. Everything's gonna be tickety boo. And now the cunt's got to go on fucking Facebook and Twitter going, I'm dead, sorry for getting two big sexy prostitutes. <laughs> Kyle Walker getting his cell the boiler, the fucking Scottish Minister of Health, disappearing their shitey be holiday home as well, getting the fucking bullet. What an asshole, man. It's just it's just hammering home the fact that nobody really gives a fuck, you know? This is what they push to go stay at home and save a life. Now, the, the fucking tagline of that that you can't even read is, nobody gives a fuck. That's really what it is. You get the Minister of Health on the telly and that really... I mean, it, this is the thing that just annoys me about Scotland as well. We are not idiots, right? We're not fucking children. We have the same technology that they have in England, right? This isn't like North Korea and South Korea, where England is South Korea and it's all fucking, you know, futuristic internet, and then you cop to Scotland, North Korea, and we're all fucking dragging clumps of shit out our ass and fucking eating baggy minis, right? It's the same fucking country. But yet, when they have... That weird-looking fish cunt giving you the talk, going "Stay inside and protect your lives." It's all professional fucking done. And then it comes up to Scotland, and you've got them standing in some sort of a fake backdrop, where, like A guy holding a fucking iPhone light to try and light it up. She's so like, "Stay in the house and don't fucking save a life." Now, why does everything that we make in this country have to look so fucking shit when it goes on the television? So fucking shit. See, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not getting into a rant about the BBC because I'll fucking go off in one. But the one of the last meetings I had, I never forget. It, me and Mickey Bartlett, right, who's an Irish comic, Northern Irish comic, he's a fucking brilliant comic, man. And uh, we went for a meeting at the BBC, and they'd, they'd asked us to come in. Now, in any other situation, when I have been asked to come in for a meeting. It's because someone has something to talk to you about, right? An idea, something on past you, a bit of work, whatever it is. And you'll sit down, you usually have a cup of coffee, you pretend to like the place that you're in. If it's the BBC, oh, I see what you're doing with that programme. That's fucking great, isn't it? Uh, how many people are watching? Seven. That's great numbers, I. And then you have a shy conversation and they they tell you what they're looking for. And then the big deal, usually with the BBC is, am I getting any money? And if they say no, then you you know, you know make a polite excuse and you leave. And if if they say yes, you go, I'll take your £50 pounds and uh, I'll do the bit of work for you. We had gone in for this meeting and we sat down. Now, alarm bells were ringing that we weren't even taken into one of the meeting rooms we were held in this kind of, they've got like a live staging area, right, where they do, like, fucking team meetings and bullshit, and every fucking room in BBC Scotland's got a kitchen in it as well, man, it's the most fucked up build ever, and we're sitting in there, and then the conversation was, I mean, to this day, I'll never forget it, not even asking us if we, if, if we wanted to work on something, right, it was basically, what ideas do you have? Now, I learned very, very quickly, you never tell anybody your ideas, right, never, you don't fucking mention a word, do you? you just sit and you say very vaguely, like, I'm working on a few things, I've got a couple bits and pieces now, I- I'm going to put something together, you don't tell them fuck all, right, because we've had it in the past where we were writing a few sketches, You sent something to be reviewed and then lo and behold a version of a sketch be written appeared on fucking television, right, you don't tell the cunts anything. And this person who at the time was a, a producer for BBC Scotland, who I now believe has even gone up to a higher position in BBC uh, in London, which again is a fucking nightmare. We were shown an unboxing video. We were shown a video of a, a, a small girl unboxing what I believe to be a, an egg. And then we were asked if we could recreate that video. And I went, what the fuck? What the fuck is the world company you know yeah, at the time you're sitting here two award winning comics both of them storytellers and we've been asked if we could recreate a video of somebody unboxing an egg and I'm like what the fuck is going on here man obviously no money otherwise you know <laughs> I'd have done the best egg unboxing video you ever seen in your life even that, remember Mickey said, could we unbox it and have like a, a full shit fall out in the desk? He's like, absolutely not. I go, well, what is the point of this being here? <laughs> that's the only unboxing video you want, you know? Somebody opens up something, it's like, like a fucking egg, beautiful, and you you opening it's like a full duck shite, a massive fucking comedy turd. You know, like a human hand, and then horrific reaction. No, we couldn't do that, no, no, we couldn't do that. What the fucking point of me being here? How did I get talking about this with fucking Kyle Walker shagging two prostitutes? I don't know. I don't even know if he got to shag him. Here's the other thing. You imagine getting all that fucking hassle and you never even get your fucking hole. God almighty. Next time, Kyle, maybe just one at a time, you know. You can maybe sneak one in, sneak one out. I don't know. It's the fact it was two of them, the police or that. That's plenty. Shut them down. But the world we're living is has gone man Kyle Walker's getting it. Sex toy sales are up 40%. Fucking well done, everybody. Yeah. Well done, everybody. Is that people getting a bit more adventurous now they're stuck at home? Or is it housewife saying, if I've got to look at that cock one more time, I'm fucking leaving. Get on the line and get me a dildo. I don't know. But sex toy sales are up 40%. Maybe it's also men, but a bit more adventurous, eh? Get something up your ass. Why not? Eh? Why not? If you're ever trying it, you ever thought, I'm going to stick something on my bum, now's the time to do it. You know, we're in lockdown. The fucking the world could end tomorrow. huh? Eh? Get yourself online and get something up your ass. <laughs> That's how they should end the... See these daily briefings of coronavirus? And in the death toll today, 275,000 confirmed cases. Um, 1,516 deaths. And if you're thinking about putting something up your ass, today's the day. Get online, buy a butt plug, and push your shit in. Okay, thank you very much. Wash your hands now. <laughs> 40% man, who would have thought, eh, with all the insider knowledge and in trading that went on, that the, the, the stocks to invest in would have been hand sanitizer toilet roll and sex toys. Now, if I was to tell you at the start of the year, if I was to sit you down in January and say, listen, mate, the stocks you want to invest in is hand sanitizer, toilet roll and sex toys, you would not have thought that the outcome would have been a global pandemic. <laughs> because those three things... Hand sanitizer, toilet roll, and sex toys. That could be like a remake of *Reservoir Dogs*. You know that, that that could be that could be a whole number of things. You know, if you if you sat someone down and went, "I'm going to give you three items that that you're going to need in the next four months," and I want you to tell me what the scenario is, Hand sanitizer. Yep. Okay. Toilet roll. Right. Uh huh. And sex toys, you'd be like, what the fuck is going to happen <laughs> to There we go. That's what's happening. Now, I hope that people are only using their hand sanitizer on their sex toys because, you know, we do not even doing that. Huh? A hot, soapy water, fucking job's a good one for both your hand and your pump. 40%, man. Hell. right let's do some let's do some questions man and uh we'll get through we'll get through another episode thank you to uh the legend patreons who have sent me in some questions um barry ward fucking barry a legend um, Barry has asked a, a, a previous question, he, he asked me if I have a, a time machine, would I go forward or backwards and why? Um, good question Barry, uh, Patreon, fucking Battlefield member, um, forward or back, mate it, dep- it depends I think on how you're feeling at the time, right now, we obviously the situation's going. you're probably going to go forward, and you're going to go forward just to see what the fucking scenario is, you know, Um, I I don't know what my time machine looks like, mate, I don't know if it's like a a car, or for example, a a cupboard in the house that I get inside, and then I'm transported, um, you know, to to another time, Um, but I'd get my fucking, my backpack with my, my cat in it, uh, hand sanitizer toilet roll my dodo and I'd fucking zoom off in, in the future because God knows how uh, valuable sex toys will be in the future. <laughs> Normal situation, you know, if we'd asked this start of the year when the world was still turning, I'd probably say backwards, man. I think you'd always go backwards just because you've got the knowledge that you've got the new. How far back would you go though? That's the thing. Definitely do sixties just to see how mental it was. Um, and I'd go back, I'd go back to Richt old days, man, like, I'd be going back, put heavy William Wallace time, just to see what the fuck was going on, as long as you can get out of there quick, you know, that's the thing, as long as you can do, like, a wee kind of quantum leap, like, I'm ready to go, Ziggy, and fucking, you're off, that's fine, Um, I don't, I wouldn't it be interesting, like, you know, you, you seen films and it's kind of weird like, I'd love to go back and see my grandmother when she was a child. I couldn't get a fuck about all that. Carry on. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to go back and see my mum go, Don't marry the bastard, they will leave you. <laughs> He's a fucking bastard, so he is. I would, um, I'd go back, mate. I'd go back. Just kick about for a wee bit. You know? Fucking. They're back gambling some fucking horse racing, some football, eh, make some money, (laughs) definitely back, would you go Barry boy, back or forward, I think it is depending on how people are feeling at the time, the the, the big question is, can you only go back, like the country that you're in, or could you do like, Wild West, you know, but I imagine a lot of these times are, I think that a lot of times in history, are maybe romanticised and glorified, and like, teachings and writing and movies where you would be like i'd love to go back and be a cowboy for a wee bit you know get on my horse and be like hey save a horse ride a cowboy then you'd probably go back to the wild west and it's just fuck, it's just absolute fucking horror clint's taking a shit in the street fucking dead bodies lying everywhere i mean i'm describing modern-day india but if you go back to think it would be beautiful you'd maybe get your time machine, you'd be like, and then name of the wee man. So I don't know, Barry, but right now I'm going to say I'd go forward to try and figure out when this whole shitstorm ends and to see if it's worth investing in uh, hand sanitizer in, in the long term. Good question, Barry. Good question, mate. Good fucking question. If do you know what? See, because I was thinking about it during the week, um, I'd love to go back and see like old sporting events, yeah, nah. Some classic boxing matches. I'd I'd love to go back and watch a Tyson match in his prime when he was fucking just <laughs> just a wee fucking Rockwell, i a wee animal. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping that's another thing. I'm really hoping that life does get back to normal because we 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 we're, were meant to get another. Fury-Wilder fight as well. We're not going to get... Do you know what I mean? And Fury's not getting any younger, man. So, I, I don't want it to... Because there's part of me that thinks that he's... In his head, he feels he's got nothing else to prove. Which is which is the case. But I just want to... I want to see him put Wilder back in his ass, And I want to see him knock out Joshua. And then he can stop. But I'm, I'm worried that's not going to be the case. You know? I See, I think I've not even thought about that now. Football... I'm I'm missing the football, um, I am missing the football man, uh, I didn't realise how much I listen to like, talk sport and how much I enjoy watching football on the telly and just, you know, the, the package things and the, I am missing it now, um, I think the novelty, everything's starting to wear off, so I, there's certain things that I'm, that I'm missing, um, and also it's weird, I don't even know if I want the season to restart, I think I just want it to move on and start fresh, Mostly because I don't want to see Liverpool get a fucking horse now, really. But I, I just wanted to kinda just wanted to go back box man. See if I could go back and bring Tyson to now in his prime and fight Fury and Joshua. Oh, what a fight, man. Would it be a fight? I don't know. I mean I, I know that a lot of these people the canny like non boxing fans, I think Canny distinguish the difference between the boxer and, and the person so i think when a lot of people talk about mike tyson they think about some of the stuff that went on in his life and what the man did but for me he's the greatest fighter that's ever lived and i know people go it's mad with ali i think mike tyson would fucking destroy ali fucking destroy him not even just like put him down and hurt him i mean fucking destroy the man tyson was just a fucking animal an animal so, Barry boy, if I'm right now, I'm going forward, mate, to try and figure out when this all ends. But if it was a normal situation, I'd, I'd be going back, big man. I'd be going back for some sporting events. I'd want to go back to some old school Formula One. I quite enjoy the Formula One as well. Although it was better when I was growing up, when like they used to refuel in the pits and then cars would catch fire. Right, that was exciting. No, I'm not. It's not as exciting when it's just we love a good crash. Okay. The things are getting more safe. There's less bodies being flung for the cars. Again, I understand why. I'm just saying, as a part-time viewer, I'm looking for more horror. Okay? Nothing better than a hose snapping and some poor pit crew member getting dragged down the lane, you know, by his ankles. Eh? They were the days, man. You know? People used to zoom in. Wheels off. And then fucking... Just an explosion. Oh, wasn't that great. But hey, safety first, man. You know, stay safe, look after yourselves. So I, I would be going... I'd be going back, Barry. But thanks for the question, big man. Um, as always, these questions. We've got another two here. that are asked by Battlefield Army members. Paid up full subscription in the Patreon. Uh, if you want to ask a question... And you want to feel better about yourself as a fucking human being. You know? Because you're supporting one of Scotland's true great artists. Eh? Yeah? Got a fucking award in there. You know? Best newcomer. Only Scottish act in history to win it. Fucking getting a Patreon, man. Stephen McLaughlin. Uh Stephen, thanks for your question. Stephen has asked um, one which as I was writing down, Stephen, I could feel the the, the bile the acid boiling inside me because it's something I feel very strong about Stephen has asked should baldy people with hair be forced to shave it off or should they keep it for their amusement now first of all Stephen thanks for your question and uh, (coughs) this is something that was close to home for quite some time my brother was what you would class as one of these um lying, baldy bastards. It's basically men who are going bald to the past the point where it's it's now noticeable to everyone, right? Now, I'm not talking about men who maybe be a little bit thin on the helipad, right? They've got the wee, the wee Zidane coming through, okay? I'm talking about guys, when I look at you, I can see your scalp and and it looks like one of the things you used to do in primary school where you'd put, like, a potato in a sock and you'd grow fucking plants with it, right? It's just, like, wispy bits of shit hair trying to escape for your scalp. It, it has to go, right? There's For me, there's nothing worse than a guy who's going bald and will not accept that he's bald. Now, I went bald at a very young age, right? I started losing my head at, like, 16, Right? I, admit, I can vividly remember it, I was at rugby training, I had a shower, I was standing in the, the dressing rooms. I was at a sink, I remember that, and I remember looking up, and I could see my full scalp through my, my hair, and I thought, right, that's it, and I went to the hairdresser that weekend, and I shaved it all off, and that was the start of it, and then, because I had it short, the next bit of the balding process, you never realise, right, because it was fucking gone anyway, I can't can't understand the whole the whole thing about men that want to hold on to their hair. It's difficult for me to comment because I'm a bald guy who accepted was going bald and I, I knew I couldn't imagine me having hair, right? Yes, every now and again, I like to put a wig on and dress up. Of course I do, right? But I'm just saying, if you're a normal guy, if you're going bald, just fucking lob it off. You know? A lot of handsome men are bald. Fucking The Rock. Big bald handsome bastard. Jason Statham. Big, bald, handsome bastard, eh? Vin Diesel, big, fat, bald, handsome bastard, Huh? Eh? We never had that growing up, you know. All the fucking good-looking boys, they all had full heads of hair. You know, it used to be a, used to be a thing when you'd see old men. You go, oh, he's still got a full head of hair on him, as if it was somehow a, a, a congratulatory thing that you've managed to hold on to your hair. You know, as if you've as if you've tamed the mane. Like there's been a few occasions. You know, in your forties or fifties when the hair try to make a run for it, you're like, yeah, fucking can not stay with you. My grandpa used to eat hair thick hair, man. You know, he's, Oh, it's got a good head of hair on him, and What the fuck does that mean? Things like that get any people's psyche, you know? I remember watching a video, I don't know who the guy's name is, right? Um I'm maybe try and find him now. He, he was a judge, I think, on I oh, want to say dancing with ice, dancing on dancing with ice. Dancing with ice is a very different show than dancing on ice. Uh, dancing with ice is set in Alaska, where uh, members of an Inuit family um, will carve large uh, chunks of ice um, from the frozen rotunda and then do uh, beautiful uh, choreographed dances in order to, uh, you know, catch a mate for the season ahead. Whereas dancing on ice. As a, an ITV uh, program where uh, Z-list celebrities uh, dance on ice. Right, the current name is Jason Gardner, right? Um, apparently a choreographer. <laughs> apparently. Um, I always remember watching uh, a video, and I'll try and get it on online as well, where he is on, now what I say is this morning, and he's talking about going bald, Right? Now I think the man looks better as a bald man, that's the thing, if you've got, if you've got a good shaped head, you'll suit being bald, and see if you don't have a good shaped head, This doesn't matter man, fucking shave it off, shave your head, look mental, and no cunt of, nobody's going to go up to a big bald guy and go, man, you've got a funny shaped head, he's fucking slam that head into his nose, I remember Jason Gardner sitting, crying, physically moved to tears, because he, he thought his modelling career was over because he was going bald. And at no point they would say, Jason, your modelling career wasn't over because you're bald. It's over because you're in your 40s. You know? So, Stephen, I think it should be a medical requirement. I think if you go, I think men, I think we should have to get a check-up for a doctor, right? Every five years, because I would say, I would say easily a couple of years there's probably been when I've, I've not been to see a doctor, right? I think we should be forced to go for a checkup every couple of years, and if you go in and your doctor can visibly see that you're going bald, I think you should be taken in a side room and a nurse for a fucking prison, to, right? Full metal jacket, man. Fucking, this is my rifle. Well, this is my gun! Shaves the heat right off you. And back into the wilderness you go. You know, and then you'll have that kind of brief moment when you go back in the house and, and your partner's like, is it cancer? You're like, no, I'm just bald. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. The only, the only, there's only two ways that a man can carry off being bald. If you are completely bald at the top and it's that long hair at the sides. Now, you can only carry that off and that's only legally allowed to exist as a hairstyle if you are a roadie or a tech, that's it, right, if you're a roadie in a band, you're allowed to have that weird, creepy, sex offender, you know, fucking, necrophiliac, odd, fucking, satan haircut, or, you're a sound technician, right, fucking, a little bit more on the base that, that haircut's acceptable in those industries, other than that, get it off, See if there's anybody listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, I'm gone bald, but I'm not sure about shaving my head. Now's the time to do it, man. There's fuck all else going on, right? Sit in the house, fucking shave it, and away you go. Right? And here, see where we're on this matter? The amount of uh, women who are posting videos are going, that's me a barber now. See, because you have given your partner a very, very poor haircut, You're, you're not a barber, hen. All right? Now, his hair isn't layered and felt. It's a number three all over, right? I, I could train a monkey to shave a man's head, okay? So let's all just fucking rain it in a wee bit, all right? But to answer your question, Stephen, uh, if you're bald or you're gluing bald, fucking lob it off, man. Lob it off. You'll thank me for it after. Right, we're over an hour, man. God almighty. Uh, let's do one more question. Um... Here we go, Andrew. Andrew, another Battlefield fucking legend. Um, Andrew's asked, thoughts on Boris being in intensive care? Um, I'm sure you all know by now, and I hope fucking nothing mental happens over the next 24 hours. Um, I was going to say, I hope he's still in intensive care when you hear this, but what I meant by that is I hope he's no fucking dude. We were sitting last night watching uh, some TV and uh, the phone starts pinging, you know, um, every fucking news outlet in the planet pinging through notifications to your phone, and it's it said that Boris Johnson we an intensive care. Now we put the news on straight away to to kind of see it, and uh, I feel I feel sorry for the man. Um, I don't. I am I am I am a political in the sense that I have strong views based on. Scotland and Scotland's future, um, I'm no one of these people who hates the Tories or loves Labour or hates Labour and loves the Tories. I think there's, like most people, without getting too political, I imagine most of our views sit in the centre. I'm, I'm leaning more to the right on some subjects and I lean more to the left on other subjects. Regardless, whether you think he's a good Prime Minister or no, regardless of whether you voted Tories or no, I mean, I don't think many of you would have, he's still a young man at the end of the day, on the grand scale of things, you know, he's got a fucking other child in the way he's engaged to his missus, and, eh, uh, it's, 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 it's upsetting man, it's so nice to see, you know, you, you never, the odd thing is that you never think that it'll affect the prime minister in a way, it just goes to highlight that anybody can get it, you know, and probably the fact that we are being told to stay at home and self-isolate is the way to go, because you can only imagine the number of people that he's in contact with daily um, as as PM, and and I remember seeing the video, the last clip of him when he came out to applaud again for the, the Thursday night, clap for carers. And I remember saying to Mrs. there, like, he looks fucking shattered. Now, I did think at the time, obviously he's shattered, right? I can't imagine what the hell's going on behind the scenes, you know? You can't imagine what's going on that we not only don't know about, that are never going to know about, right? So I just thought he's knackered. But now that it comes out and you watch those clips back, you think he's, he's in a fucking bad way, man, you know? um, If he was to die, it would be horrendous. I don't know what would happen. I, I don't know what the, the protocol would be if I... If I if Prime Minister was to die with the virus, I don't know what would happen. Um, I hope that he makes a recovery. Um, I hope he's back on his feet. It's a uh, it's a weird situation because again, we we have this thing now where we're asking people to be kind to each other and be thoughtful and think about others rather than themselves. And then something like this happens with the Prime Minister, who is a Tory. It's taking any in intensive care because his symptoms are so severe. And the bio that goes on Twitter, especially, you know, fucking hope he dies. The cunt, fucking Tories, man, fuck you, Boris. You're like, wh- where is the, where is the balance here, man? You know, we can't, we can't have this. constant... and a world where you can be anything. Just be kind. You know, we can't keep pushing this message of togetherness and, you know, wanting to do good for each other and look after each other in in this difficult time, and then go, aye, but the Prime Minister's a fucking cunt, so that does not count. You know, we've got to have, there's got to be some middle ground here. I don't think anybody would wish death upon the man, Uh, and if you do, then you're fucking as much of a cunt as you think that he is. Um... Again, I wish I knew a bit more about the disease, you know, and it's a shame to think we're, we're this far along the line, I still don't know. Does it affect her pregnancy, you know? Is there, is there a risk of that? How much of a interaction have they had? Um, from what I understand, just because someone has it and you come into interaction, with well, it doesn't mean that you will necessarily get it straight away. Are there more people in, in Number 10 who are affected by it? Are there other ministers who are affected by it? Do they have to shut down Cobra because of this? You know, do the rest of the cabinet you need to know, self isolate? What impact does this have in the country if the fucking, if the cabinet isn't assembled to, to make decisions day to day? Because although we are consumed by the virus and the situation, the fucking world needs to keep spinning, you know? So it's worrying, man. It's worrying. I, I imagine that he will have been moved to intensive care quicker than, say, a civilian with the symptoms because they obviously want to make sure that he's. Looked after, and there'll be people also going. It's, he shouldn't be getting any more treatment than yeah. He, he's the fucking prime minister, all right. You should, right? I don't care if you voted for them or no. If you're the fucking prime minister and you're no well, you should be getting fucking the best treatment you can get, right? Same with like if the Queen was ill, were you gonna go? You to fucking join the queue, lads. Get your ninety-four pound a week and join the fucking queue, hen? No, it's the Queen, right? You just need to accept. There's different levels to life, okay? And the Prime Minister is above us, so he gets access to this stuff. But it was it was worrying, it was weird, and it was worrying watching him in the news last night, man, so... Hope he's alright. Hope he pulls through, and uh, tries and fucking sorts of situation out. And I hope his missus is alright, really, and I hope the wee babby's okay. And uh, That's the main thing. Like I said, I don't know if it affects pregnancy in any different way or not, but... Hopefully... Hopefully not. Hopefully they're alright and hopefully you're alright. Um right, thanks to Barry, Stephen and Andy for the questions. Um we will do some more again uh next episode next week. So this um as you listen to this, I hope you listen to this during the day on Wednesday. Uh, tonight, uh, the eighth of April, I'm doing another quiz over on Facebook. Um nervous about doing them, they've been going quite well. I think we've ironed out all the mistakes now and all the errors, um, so it should be another good one tonight. Uh, Half past eight, it starts live on Facebook, um, which is Scott Gibson Comedy. If you don't already follow the page on there, then please do so. So join me tonight at 8.30, and we've got a special um, celebrity um, friend of mine asking a question as well. A bona fide Hollywood comedy legend. One of my favourite comics... Um, he came to see me uh, at the fringe of my debut on 2016, and I was blown away when I found out he was there, um, because I used to watch him on the telly and I think he was fucking brilliant. And um, yes, proper Hollywood drama He's been in The Mummy, huh? Where else has he been in? He was in Notting Hill. He was in Gladiator he was in Mamma Mia for fuck's sake, stole the show in Mamma Mia, so he's going to be asking um, a question on the quiz tonight, 8.30 on the Facebook page, um, so come over and fucking have a wee laugh with man, it's good, um, and we'll do that tonight, thanks for listening, as always, uh, please subscribe to the, the show on whatever platform you get your podcast from, um, we're on everything, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, ACAST, Stitcher, fucking iHeartRadio, tune in, the podcast is everywhere, so there's no excuse, wherever you get it from, make sure you subscribe, and if you're on iTunes, leave it a five-star review if you can, it just helps move up the fucking shitey algorithms, and the hope that more people will hear the show, if you're looking for extra content, get on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Gibson. all the links are on the website, every single week, the Patreons will get an extra episode, and uh, it's just a good place to support the show, and support me, you can join that for as little as five dollars, which is about fucking three quid a month fucking nothing so um, yeah, do that stay safe guys, look after yourselves and we will speak again next week for another episode join me for the quiz uh, tonight and fucking look after yourselves, alright, see you in a battlefield very soon, hopefully almost